Hello everyone, it's Called Out Music and you're listening to an episode of the Tribe podcast. In this particular episode, Tommy Comfort and I explore themes of loneliness. Uh, I understand it might be a bit of a triggering theme because there might be a few people listening who are currently in that season of feeling like um, they're just talking and no one can hear them or just experiencing real deep, dark seasons at the moment. I just pray this pod helps in some way, shape or form. Um, as we share our experiences as well. I'm sending you lots and lots of love. Your boy, Samuel. So I have been pondering the difference, the differences, if there's more than one. Okay. Between being alone yeah. and being lonely. Mm. So in your in your very wise <laughs> pots of wisdom, can you please take some soup? <laughs> and please the sh- limited pots. <laughs> <laughs> and please shed some light on the differences between being alone and being lonely. Mm. I think that um I think that as let, let, I guess I'll start by giving you like this. What comes to mind is, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you've ever watched Desperate Housewives. You probably haven't. <laughs> no, I've been literally okay. Carry on. You probably haven't watched Desperate Housewives, but there was this lady on there. I think she had like, um, she had like twins, mm-hmm. and then she was pregnant, and I think she was having another set of twins or something oh, wow. like that. Okay. Like she already had three kids, and she was having another more, another one, right? And she's in the, the emergency room and she's waiting for like a doctor's appointment. And there's this other lady, like she's also pregnant and it's her first pregnancy and she's rubbing her belly, you know, she's mm. super excited and she's like, oh, and then she looks at her like, it's your first one, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then um, she starts this, she starts venting and describing motherhood and she's like, motherhood for her and being married and all of those and all of what is going on in life mm-hmm. is being is she was like, I'm never alone, but I'm so lonely. Wow. Right? And it's so understandable that you can be in a crowd of people, but still feel super alone. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be in a room where people are having fun, da, 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 but still feel super alone. And I think um, the difference for me when I think about it is that feeling of being known and being understood is missing in that moment Mm. right Mm. so for example let's say you're in a room right and someone walks up to you and they're like sam i know you like super malt here's some super malt Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. it changes like the entire does like everything that's going on in that space Mm -hmm. because you you, someone sees you and i think that what loneliness comes down to i think a lot of the time is visibility Mm. like not feeling seen Seen. and not feeling known so you you can be alone but feel seen and known and not feel lonely Mm. and you can be in a crowd of people you can be in a relationship and feel alone yeah you can be (laughs) let's let's not let's not get into that (laughs) not me obviously but no no you're good you're good you're good (laughs) But that is a word. That that's like it's a massive wow. thing, okay. and I think that you can be in the friendship group where it's like, oh, we're all friends. We've all been friends from blah, 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 right, yeah. and not feel seen and not feel known, mm. um, and not. But for the fear of, I'd rather be be seen a little bit mm-hmm. 
they're not seen at all. Yeah. Some people will stay in relationships and Come friendships and situations that literally you should have been out of there like five months out. ago, yeah, but you're still yeah, here yeah. fighting because I'd rather be seen a little bit. I'd, I'd rather have little moments where I'm seen. Mm. And those little moments could be, we, we both shared the love of, for example, the office. Like mm. I can say a joke and you, you get it immediately. Mm. That's mm. a moment where it's like, we see each other, mm. we mm. get it. Mm. Um, and it, it's, it's difficult because I've been having conversations with my friends about loneliness quite a lot. Um, because I remember, like, um, we are now, like, in... We're now 28. Yeah. Happy birthday, great. by the way. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. How about this, you That's past. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but... Late 20s. Yeah, we're in our late 20s. And the conversation around relationships and stuff like that... Oh, it's not like yes. early 20s when you have a crush and it's yeah. like, oh, could it go somewhere? <laughs> could it not? Like, now yeah. there's this kind of emphasis on, like, I want to get married. I want to yep. have kids. I want yep. stuff. And, All it's of, and, and it's real. And it's real. Yeah. It's real. We're not, we, we're not going to downplay it. Yeah. But... You know, for one of my friends, I was having a conversation with her and I said, you know, are you, do you feel like you're settling? Because she mm. was telling us about this guy that she liked and stuff like that. I was like, do you feel like you're settling? And she was like, yeah. Jeez. I said, why? Like, you're a fine babe. Mm. So no, if, if, I'll say to her, like, if, you're, if you are not fine now, we'll say anyone that comes, <laughs> please take her. Like, you're actually a fine babe. Why do you yeah. feel the need to settle? And from what she described, it almost seemed like, I'd rather have the attention of one person Talk about it. than mm. not have any attention. Talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah. And it's so sad. Mm. But it's so true. Like, that's the world that we live in. What is the... I think loneliness in this conversation is so broad. Yeah. Um, and I can only talk about loneliness from my point of view. Mm. Um, and you can only talk about it from your point of view. But I think there's so many... Angles yeah. to this. Yeah. There are people who are lonely, maybe because a loved one has yeah, passed on, and how they're dealing with that. Yeah. There are people who are lonely because of social anxiety, mm. because they're trying to drop this, just trying to embed themselves in society, which, let's be honest, favors people who are more extroverted, literally, yeah. who are more like out there, yeah. outgoing. So there's some people, even I myself, like part of the reason why I don't go out to a lot of places is because I I tend to not enjoy. Mm. too much too many social gatherings especially after a certain size and yeah you know, pe- yeah like it's, do you let me ask mm. you a question this yeah it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> do you feel do you sometimes struggle going into a public setting because of how people will recognize you and their perceived notion of you before you even walked in so let's say for example there's a games night mm. right yeah and it's your friend like organized let's say i'm organizing a game so mm. i'm like sam you know come through do you think I would come through, but in that crowd of people, some people would know me as Sam and it's cool, mm-hmm. but some people would know me as Codouts. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it is It is like, it is It is weird. And I think that probably added to it because I was like this before I started mm-hmm. called out. Yeah. And I was already like, I wasn't everywhere. Yeah. I was at very specific places where I felt comfortable mm-hmm. and called out has really accelerated. And I think what that does is it, accentuates your fears and your yeah. worries and your insecurities yeah <clears throat> and called out has come at a point where a lot of people expect me to be a certain way mm. because i do a certain thing yeah yeah not realizing that i am a 28 year old guy who loves 
great music yeah. and loves to hang out and loves to such a joke. goofball. I do you know what it is? I am so I'm I'm recognizing it and I'm starting to accept it. Yeah. I'm actually kind of goofy. Yeah, like, and it's so it's, it's so quite like, it's so funny. It's 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 just what it is. Yeah. So I find myself being a, and that contributed to me being a homebody. So this mm. question about being like loneliness and feeling alone, I resonate with it from yeah. that aspect because I always say people ask me in interviews, what do you do for fun? Um, or to, to zone out I've like there's a wall in my room this is the wall I'm always talking about <laughs> yeah. and it's like I just stare at the wall to zone out because mm. I just find myself relaxing from it and I've yeah. started to find solace in it mm. where it's people think it's a weird thing to just stare at a wall but it's it's yeah, solitude it's solitude but then I started losing the line between solitude and loneliness yeah because sometimes I generally sit in the middle of my apartment and I'm just like wow i there's so many places I could go, yeah, but I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And there's so many places that'll be, oh, hey, come, Sammy. Mm. Like, they'll love to have me around, but yeah. I don't feel like I want to go to all these places, and mm. I end up feeling lonely. Mm. Um, and it's crazy sometimes when, you know, say, um, babe is not free, yeah, and the man them are not free, yeah, and my parents are not doing anything, or or, or are busy, yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't have anyone Do you, to talk that's to. That's the thing. Like there was a day where I was in my room. And I just wanted to call someone. Yeah. And I was like, I've talked to all my friends this week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, my contact, like, I was thinking, who, who do I call? Like, mm. who do I randomly just buzz up? Like, hey, what's, mm. like, it's, it's really difficult. I think what you mentioned, actually, about grieving, um, mm. it's interesting because the Holy Spirit was asking me to mention this yesterday. I was like, I don't know how this will play into the conversation. But I don't know if you, even if you know this, I don't think a lot of people do probably, like, um, my pastors and stuff like that yeah. no but i actually struggle with anxiety a lot like wow. quite a lot so mm. um i so when like about seven years ago my dad passed away mm. and me and my dad were not close we're not tight all of those things right but my uncle who was like basically like a dad like we went to his yeah. house for summer holidays and stuff like yeah. that right he was my person mm. and my dad passed away in july my uncle passed away the same year in October. Wow. I hope I'm getting that right. In October. And um, it was because it was so interesting because when my dad passed away, there was this, I felt this sense of assurance. And I think my brother gave a eulogy, eulogy. at his thing. And my brother was like, when our dad passed away, we were all like, oh, we still have a dad, <laughs> you know. Mm. But losing our uncle, that was when that I was genuinely deep. felt yeah. like I, I lost yeah. the dad. But obviously, he's got his children, like my cousin, he's got his children and stuff like that. So mm. I remember like at his funeral, I walked up to one of my cousins and I was like, oh, God, I'm so sorry about your dad. And she was like, he's your dad too. Wow. Like that was the level of mm. relationship, mm. relationship that we had. Mm. And I didn't grieve. I didn't cry. I didn't, I just, I just held it all together because mm. um, also I'm the kind of person where I would ignore myself to like take care of other people. So I was trying to take care of my brothers. They were like, like nine years older than me, but it was the first time I'd seen my brother cry. Yeah, like yeah. I remember like um, at the funeral, he came off the stage and he literally like, his head was on my lap and he was just crying. Wow. Right. Like it was wow. that deep. So I didn't grieve. I didn't do anything. Anyway. The Holy Spirit was like, Tommy, this is going to come out one way or another. Mm -hmm. I'm fine, I'm good. Mm -hmm. And I remember one night I was in my room and it was like 2 a.m. in the morning and I had the worst panic attack. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I couldn't, I couldn't describe it. The easiest, I guess the easiest way to describe a panic attack is like the room is moving mm. very quickly mm. and you can't, you can't feel, it's like you're floating. Mm. So you can't feel, you don't feel like, you know how you're sat on the chair and you feel comfortable. You yeah. can't feel yourself sitting down. Wow. You can't feel yourself doing anything. You just feel like you're spiraling and you're floating and all of those things, right? Um, obviously that was my first panic attack and I've learned to sort of manage it since mm -hmm. then. But, you know, when you're having panic attacks, they say like, put your feet firmly on the ground and just focus on, on that because mm -hmm. that kind of brings you back down mm -hmm. to earth. Yeah. But, you know, loneliness or losing someone you love can induce anxiety on, in it. a massive way. And I think right. it's been seven years since then. I've had, I want to say so many, well, yeah, I've had so many panic attacks. Mm. Um, and yesterday at the altar, the reason why yeah. it came up for me was I was sat in the room and genuinely like my, I started to feel my body like, like bubble because it was like it was just so some, at some point I was like there's so many people in this room mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was feeling the type of I was feeling self-conscious I started mm -hmm. to sweat and I could feel like that coming up again yeah. I remember just like sat down I, I kind of put my feet on the ground I was just like okay breathe through it breathe through it breathe through it and I got through it mm. um, but I'm realising that part of loneliness is these conversations that we don't have in the church about mental health yeah and I, I wasn't even going to bring it up. It was when I was going through that, the Holy Spirit was like, talk about that tomorrow. Yeah. I was like, I'm not talking about this no, in public. You know, but like part of it is those, I remember once, like I posted it on Instagram, like on my story. I didn't even make it a post. I just posted it on my story. Like, you know, mm. I'm learning that being a Christian does not negate you from struggling with certain mental health issues, whether that is yeah. depression, in my case, anxiety, um, and I believe that God will heal it. But I think at the same time, there's a there's a part of me that knows that certain things will be healed on this side of eternity and certain things will be healed on the other side of eternity. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of rested in that. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I think sometimes you have events and everyone comes for, for healing and you want your healing now and Definitely. today. And, the, 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 and uh, it, might, it might not always happen. Yeah, I know. Uh, it might not always happen, but mm. I think that even in that, um, um, the reason why it also comes up is because I remember being in a relationship and I will feel, I will start getting anxious and the person didn't know what to do, so they didn't do anything. So I'll call him like, babe, I'm feeling so anxious. Mm. Da, 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 da. He's like, have you prayed about it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I'm thinking, boy, if you don't. <laughs> yeah. It's like the actual tools, practical tools, as yeah. well as spiritual tools. Yeah. Like the balance to dealing with stuff like that, right? Yeah. That's what you mean. Yeah. Um, so I feel like loneliness shows up in a lot of ways for a lot of a lot people. Of ways, yeah. Um, but I think here's what's helped me. Mm -hmm. I can't speak for everybody else because yeah. I haven't been in everybody else's situation, but here's what's helped me. I think in terms of grieving. I learned this toy with someone, and I think it was Holy Spirit inspired that taught me this, but they said, whenever you feel the emotion of grieving, just take out 10 minutes. Like go to the bathroom, excuse yourself, and go and have a cry. Mm. Get out of your system, mm. then come back. Like feel. Yeah. Wow. If you're feeling scared or anxious or whatever, give yourself 10 minutes, mm -hmm. go away. 
and come back. And I think it's a therapy tool, but in therapy, they ask you like, um, they'll say, time yourself for five minutes, listen to a really sad song or a song that invokes mm. emotion and just cry. Mm. And once the five minutes are over, get on with your life. Mm. But I think we don't actually take time to feel our emotions and then it kind of bubbles up and it shows up in different ways. That is fact. I think that's such a, how say it's a Christian problem. Like it's, it's like a thing, yeah. you know, growing up in the church, they tell <laughs> you the solution to everything yeah. is, is like prayer. Yeah. And prayers is the master key. Yeah. But there are loads of practical things that you can do. Um, there are loads of um, things that you can use to process yeah. whilst praying. Yeah. Like prayer can be in that 10 minutes. Like mm. it can be in 10 minutes, but you're crying. You've been crying and praying. Yeah. Like you can feel like God is not afraid of your emotions. Absolutely. And I think sometimes we always present this, um, take it to God in prayer, but present a bold face. Yeah. Like say, Father, I step into your presence. <laughs> and I'm like, I take authority. I, yeah, and take I'm like, authority. That's fine. Yeah. You, you can't, but you can cry yeah. in front of your father. Like you can say, God, I'm hurting right now. Yeah. I'm really, sh- I'm, I don't even have the, the solution. But and just have that moment with him, mm. and you will feel his um, his his encouragement. Yeah, you feel his comfort. You feel yeah. his peace. You feel yeah. everything. Um, but I also think that presents itself in so many ways. That whole like Christian front yeah. in prayer, which it's I think needs to start being deconstructed, because you're not stronger than God. You're not strong in and of yourself mm. so why don't you just humble yourself yeah. and present your case to god i i think something else that i actually want to add to yeah. that is there are times when you pray and you feel nothing yeah and your physical circumstances aren't going to change yeah yeah whether that is god i'm struggling with this there have been times where i've prayed mm-hmm. like god take it away like i Definitely. don't want to experience Definitely. this and it's like there are times where um you know jesus in the garden of gethsemane always inspires me because it's like god take this cup away from me and the Bible says God sends angels to strengthen him. Mm-hmm. God didn't take the situation yeah. away. It started down yeah. the cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But God sent angels to strengthen him. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think that so much of God's strength is in prayer, is in his word. It's in those promises that yeah, he writes. Like, um, you know, study my Bible the way I told you, like I study a verse. Mm-hmm. For time. A day, literally, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. A verse yeah. a day. And I... I remember like I was listening to this person talking about how you study your Bible and they were like, just highlight the promises, like mm. a promise, like this, pro- like just highlight the promises. And, I, yeah. and I've done that. And sometimes where I don't know where to read, I'll just start reading over those highlights. Yes. Yes. That, that's so funny because Pops, my dad literally said, Samuel, whenever you just want to just open your Bible and read, remind yourself of the promises of God. Yeah. Because that's what keeps you in times of literally. struggle. It's in times when you're going through stuff, a promise will spring up. Yeah. Because my boy Samuel Lottis, shout out to Long Live Samuel. He says something, for every need, there's a name. Mm. So in like, nah, trust me. When Now, when he said it, I was like, yeah, fam, you're... <laughs> you're preaching. You know, mad thing, bro. <laughs> like he said, for every need, there's a name. Yeah. So for every like struggle, there's a promise attached yeah. to it. Yeah. Literally. I don't think there's anything we're going through. And you know, people say like there's, the Bible isn't explicit about a lot of things, a lot of issues. It, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, it, it, it is. Like it might not 
say it word for word, mm. but there is a link to everything that we face. Yeah. That's why everything that pertains to life and godliness has been given and provided to yeah. us. And I think when you know your Bible, yeah, you un- like you you can point to it. You can mm-hmm. be in a situation and say, mm-hmm. you know what, God, your word says you never leave me nor forsake me. Yeah. So I'm going to hold on to that word in this mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if I'm reading my Bible and I'm not getting it, I'm like, God, your word says the entrance of your word brings, brings life. Light. Like, like I, I, I need, I need that light. So, you know reveal it that's beautiful and it's and i think also reading it one verse at a time means i actually remember mm-hmm. what i've read because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i think when i read in like bulk i, I can't and that's remember a, a single thing that's actually a shout that's really helped me as well it's like i cut it down to maybe if it's like a yeah 30 verse chapter yeah. i'll read the first 10 or there's some bibles that already break break it up into yeah. chunks you know like they have like subtitles yeah or jesus said yeah. like the world like mm-hmm. all of that stuff um, I'll just read that chunk and just take it in. Yeah. You know, that's how I got a real understanding of John 4, the woman at the well, mm. where um, the whole true worshippers things. Because yeah. I read it in a little chunk. It yeah. really encouraged me. So please, if you're listening to this and you're like, I have a feeling lonely or mm. struggling with the thought of being alone for whatever reason, please. Yeah. Um, and it's hard telling someone who might be feeling like this to find someone they can talk to. to. I feel like... it's. it's I wouldn't. I wouldn't even start with find someone to talk to. Mm. That, I wouldn't. Mm. I wouldn't start there. But I think sometimes when you're lonely, um, we tend to crowd, crowd our mind with things Oof. even yeah. more. Yeah. I'm feeling lonely, so I'm just gonna go on TikTok and keep scrolling, yeah, and scrolling, yeah, yeah, and scrolling. Yeah, yeah. I think that what I would say, and it's very contradictory, but sit in solitude first. Sit mm. with yourself first and think. Of, find out why you are feeling the way you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you know what, if you know the problem, you know the resolve, yeah. right? I am feeling lonely because, um, you know, I feel like no one has time for me. Let's say, for example, that's mm. the reason, right? Mm. I feel like all my friends are busy. No one has time mm. for me, all of those things. Okay, now we work backwards. What do I want? Yeah. I want to be able to spend more time with my friends. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're working backwards. How do I get there? Maybe I will set up a meetup at my house. Mm-hmm. And get people to come over, but because your your loneliness might not be needing people, yeah. you might be feeling lonely yeah, and the, like yeah, you actually good. want to that's get good. away from people as yeah. much as possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? So there's some people who are lonely by choice. Like, yeah, they they really want to be out of people's face. Ah, right, cool. So you know. So I think I think it's it's figuring that out. Um, yeah, that's good. And I think also like we'll talk about the Bible and we'll talk about praying and stuff. But here's here's what I've learned this week: like spending time with Jesus. There is so much peace that mm-hmm. you experience when you don't feel the need to prove yourself because you know you're already loved. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes like part of loneliness for me comes from, I want someone to see me as worth something. Like let's say in a relationship, mm-hmm. um, what's it called, you're dating someone, whatever the case is, mm-hmm. you want them to think you're the best thing since True. sliced bread. True. And the days when they don't feel like, you're, when you feel like they don't they feel don't like you're the best thing since life, like your life's, it's like, oh God, yeah. like I'm not, you know. Yeah, true. And I think when you move from a place of I am already loved, mm-hmm. like God really, really loves me. But anything. Like yeah. I was think, I was studying this morning and, uh, you know, the Bible talks about his thoughts so as you are like, are basically like every single grain of sand in the mm-hmm. world, right? And I typed in on, because I'm a researcher, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I typed on Google how many grains mm. of sands are there in the world. And I think it says something like seven 
trillion something 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 right it was like seven it was like 70 with like 17 millions 17 zeros behind it basically and i was and then i then typed in um how many how many hours are in 85 years because i was trying to think lifespan Mm -hmm. if i think Mm -hmm. about someone for once now how many and Mm -hmm. i think it was like Mm -hmm. um seven hundred and fifty thousand or something like that and I realized that for God to think about us more than a grain of sand on earth, he would literally have to be thinking about us every, every single second, second. not yeah, only whilst good. we're here, but even before we ever existed. Come on. Because your life, because it goes beyond your lifespan. Yep, yep, yep. And to know that you're that love and yep. that thought of That's and good. that scene, mm. I think helps. But I think Jesus needs to matter to you for that mm. to matter. Mm-hmm. If Jesus is not the center of your life, it doesn't mm. matter whether he loves you or not. It doesn't mm. matter whether he thinks about you or not because it doesn't really make a difference that's to good. you. Okay. Um, that's good. But, yeah. That's good. Thanks, you told me. So before we, before we wrap up this, this episode, do, would you pray uh. for people? <laughs> would you pray, say a prayer for anyone who's listening right now yeah. who is feeling, lo- <clears throat> feeling lonely due to... Um, grief due to maybe a broken relationship that didn't go well due to seeking you know a relationship due to whatever reason due to social anxiety Mm. whatever it is that we've covered can you just say like a prayer for people who are hurting right now yeah Yeah. um lord jesus we thank you so much um because you are here with us always because you know us you see us and father god i just pray for every single person listening um to this wherever they might be wherever they might be at and they might not even be in a time where they're feeling lonely they might actually be having the best time of their lives but Mm. god in those silent moments in those moments where their hearts are wandering where they don't feel loved they don't feel seen where they are feeling anxious to just lost somebody um or they're seeking to find somebody all of those nuances god i just pray that they will know your peace and they will know your presence and they will know that you are good. Mm. Um, and not just good, that you are good to them. Yes, um, that you see them fully and completely. Um, and your desire is to be with them. And I just pray, God, that you lead them, like the prodigal son, like he had to come home first, that you lead them to you so mm-hmm. that you can fully embrace them mm-hmm. and meet them with compassion. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.